Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. Welcome, everyone. It is so good to talk to you today. And I, <laughs> I'm sitting in here with the stu- in the studio with my dear friend, Carrie Schuler with Carrie Does Makeup. And we're laughing our arses off because that's what we do. She makes me laugh. And we're about to make you laugh, too. But we are going to talk makeup. So welcome to the show, Carrie Schuler. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I finally got you on here. I have been kind of pseudo wanting to ask you to do it, but it's like kind of pseudo. But now I'm in. (laughs) You've got you here. And you, y'all, she was doing my makeup about a month ago, and I'm like, hey, maybe she'll do it. And I text her, and she said, yes. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here. So I've been with you a couple of years, but you, okay, everyone, we've got, we have a TCU alum here and we have an AKIO sorority sister. We are at different times. I'm a little bit older than she. (laughs) And I said earlier, I have a little more mileage than she does. Quite a few, to say the least. But we are ACO. I was at Alpha Chi Omega's at TCU, and um, we we tell a lot of funny stories about that. We sure do. We sure. <laughs> but let's get started with your passion for makeup, because your degree at TCU was uh, it was radio, TV, film. Um, Honestly, uh, surprisingly enough, um, I um, am of the generation where you went to college. Yes. Um, and thankfully, uh, my parents were the type of parents who said, you know, you're going to college, not you're going to college and you're going to study business. Yeah. Because that would have been catastrophic for everyone involved. Um, <laughs> so they, you know, just said, go to college and do what you want. And um, it took me a minute to figure out what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted something with like, artsy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to kind of find like-minded people. So I knew that radio TV film would be fun. At the, at the very minimum, it would be fun. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I would do with it in the future, um, but fun it was. Um, so I just kind of fell in love with doing makeup for student films. Yeah. Um, and then I took a, a stage makeup class at TCU. Um, it wasn't until I noticed that everyone in the class was not having as much fun as I was. Really? And, yes, they, they hated it. And they were all they were all theater majors. And so they were like, oh, Carrie, you only like this class because you're good at it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I really just kind of shifted my focus entirely to makeup after I realized just how good it made me feel. So that's when you fell in love with makeup? Yes. When you were in a theater class? Yeah, at TCU. I had to get a permit to take it. I wasn't even supposed to be there. What? They called me Carrie from across the street because, <laughs> you know, the theater building's right across the street yes. from the radio TV film building. So You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you, when you, okay, you were in Maryland. You grew up in Maryland. I did. How did you find TCU? Uh, well, so my family moved me here my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved to, well, I went to high school in Dallas. We lived in McKinney. I went to Catholic school. Okay. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And then I had a brief stint at Baylor, actually. Uh, what? I lasted one whole semester. What? And then I transferred to TCU um, in fall of 04. Yeah. And I rushed um, in, no, it's spring of 04, rushed in fall of 04 um, to Alpha Chi Omega. And then, um, that's when I kind of got really into the radio TV film sort of thing. Um, but yeah, my family brought me to Texas. I wasn't, I'm not okay. here voluntary. But. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting what you said. You, your parents didn't say go to school and get a business degree. And I hear from students and I've had students on the show that have said, my parents wanted me to get a law degree. My parents wanted me to do X, Y, and Z. And you have that creative brain. So that wouldn't work out. And when parents 
actually to figure that out mm -hmm. it's interesting because i have had professors tell me there was a switch in the student when they were allowed to change majors yeah i mean right yeah That's oh like, yeah i mean putting a square peg in a round yes. you know what i mean yes so yes definitely so when you fell in love with makeup so theater makeup versus makeup me right right <laughs> quite different Real different do you still do theater makeup ah uh, yes and no every time honestly around halloween people come out of the woodwork asking you know what i want or what i you know what can i do for them and i say well you, do you want to be pretty i can make you pretty mm -hmm. if you want me to like paint you green it's going to cost more than just looking pretty right. you know so i do i can still do things like a black eye or a slit throat or mm -hmm. old age makeup but um i cannot do it as quickly as beauty makeup since that's been my focus for the last 14 years so if you want me to do something fancy i can it's just it's going to cost you more it's going to take me a little longer right. so i prefer beauty makeup just because that's been my my kind of wheelhouse more than um, an hour yeah yeah <laughs> so which you were talking about with Halloween, making someone look older. Makeup can make you look older. Absolutely. Please explain that to everyone. So uh, the best kind of visual I like to um, sum up, if you have a visual brain, is if you take a piece of just a regular piece of white paper and you crumple it up. If you had put crayon over that whole piece of paper, before you crumpled it up, it would just look like crayon. Well, after you crumple it up, you're going to see all of those crumples so much more because of the crayon on there so if you think of a face with texture put in the and makeup is quote unquote the crayon mm -hmm. makeup will enhance that texture it's, it's another layer of something that you're putting on things with texture mm -hmm. so especially um any kind of fine lines or delicate area around the eyes i always like to tell my clients who are frankly just 30 and up just don't do a lot around your eyes don't do a lot of powder don't do a lot of cream or heavy things because that's where we tend to have the most delicate skin and that can age us the quickest really? is texture around the eyes any kind of makeup will enhance that texture mm -hmm. so kind of keep your powders light um like to warm up concealers and things with your fingers so it kind of melts into the skin a little better mm -hmm. um but yeah if you can be if you are a little heavy-handed with makeup it, it will age you quickly it'll it'll betray you <laughs> so that's that is so interesting because I, the, a shift i am older i'm 57 so and i've taken very good care of my skin yeah. i always have always will skin. i mean i couldn't eat anything but i'd have you know c serum <laughs> vitamin c serum for sure priority i was starving but <laughs> no i'm kidding people i'm kidding but um around the eye because i was thinking about you so much today when i was putting my makeup on very stressed because she makes me just look <laughs> incredible and y'all i was putting on okay so look this this is how it went down this is how it shook down <laughs> so i put on um a primer and then look at <laughs> y'all watch us on youtube mm -hmm. can you please see you, you can see her face oh dear um when i, I put on my primer I think I have too many layers because then I put on spackle on my spackle. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on my nose. <laughs> and then, then I put eye base, mm -hmm. and then that triangle below. Okay, well, and then when I start putting on my foundation, which is light, yep, I start having like a. It's almost like layers. Yes. It's almost like an abstract painting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so too much going on. What am I? What? But how do I do that? Enhance my eyes. Uh, well, well, well Tiffy, let's, let's go on. back a few steps. Um, the first, the, my first issue, and this is a hot, this is a hot topic. Mm -hmm. Um, 
skin primer, like primers for your skin, I don't really believe in them. Okay. Okay. Dun, um, dun, dun, yeah, right, dun, right. Dun, dun. Um, frankly, because if you are taking care of your skin, if you're properly prepping it and hydrating it or doing your serums and all of those things, you really shouldn't need another layer of something with like a silicone or a what a dimethicone or whatever to make your foundation go on prettier. Mm -hmm. If your foundation isn't going on pretty when your skin is properly prepped and primed, it's not the foundation for you. You shouldn't need an extra product to make it look better. And that's just kind of this like niche that I've seen happen in the last probably decade where if you go to a Sephora, you go to Ulta, and if you're there looking at foundations, whoever's there is going to try and sell you a primer just because you think they go hand in hand. And they really don't need they to. They don't. They wow. don't need to. As long as your skin is well taken care of, your foundation should work well. Mm -hmm. So get rid of your primers. Okay. So if your skin is not fabulous. Well. Then there's that. But you could, you could still be taking care of it as far as using your moisturizers or your proper, like, oil-controlling serums. If you're not doing anything, yeah, a primer is going to help your foundation go on better. But if, you know, if, mm -hmm. you're, if you're getting facials or at least washing and moisturizing your skin, <laughs> that's better than, oh, let's make this foundation work better with spending 12 to 12 or 30 or however much mm -hmm. on a primer. Right. You know, you are, well, you, you are so fabulous at airbrushing. And I wouldn't try that myself. <laughs> Obviously, I'm staying in my lane, but you are so good because when you put makeup on me, it is, it's air, the foundation is airbrushed, right? It is, right? yes, ma'am. And you love that, right? I do. Um, I took one airbrushing class right after I graduated from TCU. And aside from that stage makeup class, that's really the only former training that I've ever had. What? <laughs> um, because, fr frankly, if you think about it, this was 2000 four, five, six, there wasn't YouTube. I was reading books. I mean, I was what? learning by doing <laughs> and by reading books. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I've taken a one airbrushing class in 2008. And then I had that stage makeup class when I was at TCU. And ever since then, I've just been learning by doing and learning by reading books. Um, but yeah, airbrushing, it's a game changer because it is something that the consumer could potentially do. It's not hard to do on yourself, honestly. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I could never do that. I mean, it's, well, with that attitude, but um, it's more the, um, the pain of keeping that machine super, super clean. That machine needs to be clean before you use it, immediately after you use it. And whenever I use it on you or any other client, I am custom mixing two, three, four colors. It's never just one shade because your face isn't one shade. So I love the um, kind of the really the artistic um, vein of being able to make it completely your skin tone mm. and not just something that's really close to your skin tone that's from a premixed bottle, you know. And so the artistry of getting it to be exactly what looks like your skin tone is my favorite. But um it is something you could do to yourself. I just know I, I've seen um, every, the everyday woman. I've seen the, what their makeup brushes look like. And I know that, that the everyday woman is not going to want to clean an airbrush machine mm -mm. <laughs> when she's not cleaning her regular brushes. So mm -hmm. um, I could, if, if you want, I could teach you how to airbrush yourself. But I don't think you'd want to do it because I certainly don't do it. And mm -hmm. I know how. And, it, you know, it's not hard. It's just a pain. You don't do it to yourself. Hey. 
Heck like no. right now. Oh you're my sc- gosh, no, 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 no. I didn't even airbrush myself for my own engagement photos. Oh like, dear, no, okay. I just was just like, no, absolutely not. Wow, because <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's just for me. It's more of it's it's it is is work. It is part of my job. It's yes. not something I enjoy when it's cleaning a tool. Sure. It's not the, the artistry part of the actual putting it on and making your skin look great. It's the cleaning it. That's no fun. So okay, let me ask you <laughs> the million dollar question: How often should you should we? Clean our makeup brushes. Um, So (laughs) it really um, depends. If you are not sharing your makeup brushes, which you really should never do. Don't share share your makeup brushes. Um, But if you're not sharing them and you're just using powder products, so just like a powder on your skin or a powder on your eyes, that type of brush can go quite a bit without being cleaned. A year? um, month would be fine okay. maybe two months just because frankly um powder dry powder when it's not wet just powder in and of itself is not a it's not a place that bacteria wants to hang out bacteria wants to go where it's like dark and damp and you know where there's moisture and so it's it's things like your foundation brushes cream blush brushes if you use a liquid eyeliner it's those things that get grosser much more quickly mm-hmm. um so those things you should be washing frankly i would say at least every two weeks every two weeks mm-hmm. okay your foundation okay. brush especially because mm-hmm. that if you're not keeping it clean you're just basically rubbing your own oils around on your face and color right mm-hmm. yeah and it's just um one up once a brush is so dirty it's not even going to do the job of a brush it's just going to be pushing stuff around and not actually blending or buffing or doing the actual job of the brush so mm-hmm. to keep the brush doing what you want it to do it should be ideally clean right yeah. so what would be the best type of cleaner for the brush uh, so i I'm, I'm a bit of a purist i like to deep clean my brushes with a brush cleanser solid okay it has um coconut milk coconut oil and tea tree oil in it so the tea tree acts as the disinfectant and that coconut actually cleanses and conditions your brush bristles so you're not completely just drying them out i know a lot of women will use oh i use baby shampoo i use dish soap well all of those things are fine they're gonna clean the brushes but it's also going to really strip all the life out of those Mm. brushes so if you spend a decent amount of money on your brushes which i recommend doing because frankly i have a brush from 2004 wow i I mean i i I remember the day i went into mac and brought this bought this specific brush and i still own it expensive too right yeah i'm sure at that that point in time it might have been like 18 dollars. but now i mean brushes are unless you're at like a walgreens or a target you you should probably 20 dollars minimum on a brush on a small brush large brushes upwards 40 50 dollars wow so take care of them invest in them and take care of them don't use like a baby shampoo or a dish soap use something designed for brush cleaning, um, but I do prefer a solid over a liquid, um, just because some people will do like a like a quick, uh, quote unquote, quick clean, where you just take the liquid and you rub it on a paper towel and then you just kind of swirl that brush around. It's not getting, it's not like washing your hair clean. It's mm-hmm. almost like a dry shampoo clean, if that's oh. like that analogy. Oh uh-huh. yeah, y'all, did you hear that? Oh my God, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so definitely I prefer a brush cleanser solid to really get all the gunk out. If you're using just a liquid and kind of spot cleaning on a paper towel, it's like you're just using dry shampoo, not a deep cleaning kind of sudsy suds. Right, y'all, we're going to link some of these products, some of Carrie's favorite products on Instagram. So I know Yay. people are thinking about that now. So. I had when when Kennedy turned 13 or 14 and and that to me is the age where 
young girls and young boys start to wear makeup. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I decided to take her in for a lesson mm -hmm. just to show. And we went into Laura Mercier or something. Yeah. And, and, and they did My such. My first was Merle Norman. Really? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Because I'm a small town girl. Yes. Living in a lonely world. <laughs> hey, y'all. You don't have to pay for this, do you? <laughs> um, so... I took her in to Lauren Mercier and they did a lovely, lovely job. Okay, mm -hmm. let's say she's 23 now. So what was that, 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Oh dear, I just looked in our drawer. We still have that compact of <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so is it too old, kind of? Um, <laughs> frankly, the official answer is, is no. Really? But do you need it? Probably not. Yes. Um, because it's powders. Yes. Um, if it were something cream, I'd say toss it. If it if it's something that actually had an odor to it, that's always a good test with makeup. <laughs> smell it. Honestly, does it smell kind of icky? Toss, toss it. Toss it. But I mean, powders, unless they okay, you may have seen this. Um, if you've ever if you have if you tend to have oily skin or oily eyelids or whatever, sometimes you can develop almost like a film, like a hardened kind of film on the top of your pressed powders. That is actually oil. Yikes. Which is like kind of baked into that. So if you see that where it's not a smooth powdery texture, where it looks like darker, kind mm -hmm. of uneven. Toss it. That's that's oils in your actual makeup. But if it looks like it's just an even colored powder, I mean, hang on to it. I, I can show you how to do something different with it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's if it's if it's something you love, hang on to it. If it's something that smells, throw it away. Yeah. But powders do have a pretty long shelf life, frankly. They do. Wow. Well, I did open it and had a little nostalgia, a little tear <laughs> in my eye. But we tossed it. It was a little I asked her if she wanted it. She's like, and now <laughs> my daughter that sees Carrie as well, of yeah. course. <laughs> Love so, so bring let's go to mascara now yeah because um you shouldn't be sharing mascara never wow and here's a here's a hot tip for the the community um if you ever are getting your makeup done and your makeup artist is using mascara from the tube <gasps> like the the wand that is attached to the lid that goes in the tube and they do not give you that mascara afterwards, you need to run as far away from them Whoa. as you can because that means that they're double dipping and they're using that on everyone. And that's just how you get conjunctivitis. That's how you get a lot of gross things. Oh. And some people wouldn't even know to look for that, but I know very, I, I, yes. very well-known makeup artists in the community who have poor sanitation practices. And it's, it's, uh, it's scary to me, honestly. I'm a really, I'm kind of OCD, crazy, clean yes. person. Um, and so that kind of behavior is unacceptable to me, but it does happen a lot. Unfortunately, there are people who've been doing this 30 something years and they think that they're just beyond the rules mm -hmm. of basic sanitation, but that can get somebody sick. So no, do not right. ever, ever, ever share mascara. Um, at the, at the least you'll get a sty at the worst you'll Ugh. get pink eye. You know, these, these are not good things. Yes. <laughs> hey, you heard it right here. Everyone yeah. always want a disposable mascara wand. So the mascara you have taught me, a, a a method to put on the mascara so okay. i don't i because i use the microcellular water the, uh -huh, the micellar water the yes. micellar oh, mm -hmm. i did say that in, i butchered that but that water and and i because i do i get up on the trough mm -hmm. and the, uh, is it trough or the you know uh, on, yeah on, yeah well the yeah. tear trough is like where the that's a mucus membrane right yeah, yeah. The <laughs> oh dear <laughs> she just went there <laughs> you're so, welcome <laughs> so 
what is the, how, you tell me to look a certain way. Yes, well, when I am putting mascara on you, I always have you look down and then I kind of place my thumb on the lid to kind of lift the eye where you can still blink, but it's not smushing that uh, lash line downward. So we're keeping the under eye pretty clean. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I do your bottom mascara, I have you look up and I use a little piece of like an index card or a business card right flush um, underneath that eye to help prevent mess under the eye. And you can also do that um, above by pushing the, the business card right here and you won't get mess there. Frankly, I don't do either of these things on myself personally. <laughs> these are just what I do on clients. <laughs> but if it's a tip that works for you, do it. It helps kind of keep that, that mess um, from the skin. Um, Another good tip is when you're putting mascara on, you never want to, well, women typically um, have the tendency to, we open our mouths for some reason when we put mascara on, just like a really like Yes, a, like a, yes. But it's best if you tilt your nose up and look at yourself like that and put your mascara on. Mm -hmm. Because when your head is like this, your lashes are further away mm -hmm. from your face. Right. Than when you're like this. Oh, y'all, are you watching this on you YouTube? You see how much of the difference uh -huh. when you drop that chin? Wow. So you are you have much less room or much more room for there not to be a mess. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the margin for error, for yes, sure. Yes. Okay, well, that makes sense. So tell me about mascaras that lash curling, volume, tubular. Um, <laughs> I, ha I, I have a favorite. I know I jumped very quickly from Maybelline, yeah. literally in the hot, the green, bright green. The classic. Yeah, the classic, because A, that's what I could afford. Mm -hmm. And then I jumped, jumped to the Trish McAvoy, the yeah. tubular. I like it because it seems to come off yes. easier. Is that? So tell us about mascaras. Like, we fall in love with one. Yes, yes. Um, it, it, mascaras are, they're very personal. Yes. Um, I once uh, had a client who was, she would bring in her own mascara and she would use the, the wand of one in the tube of another. <laughs> Oh my stars. So women are just, mascara is very personal to us. It's very personal to us. Yes. Um, so first of all, you should not be keeping your mascara for more than three months, unfortunately. Um, it, that's pretty much all it's good for. And if you keep, if you can keep it longer than that, it's probably going to start, meaning if you haven't run out before that, it'll probably start flaking um, because it's going to be pretty dry from yes. being open that long. So mm -hmm. only three months, then get rid of it. Um, but the new, the new, the new kind of most popular thing, it's not that new of a um, formula. It's been around for a minute, but the, the tubing mascara, like you mentioned, um, it's uh, all the rage. I'm sure if you're on Instagram, you've seen the Thrive mm -hmm. Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. They have, the, it's called like Liquid Lash Extensions Tubing Mascara. And I actually had a client ask me to purchase it for my kit because she loved it so much. She said, it's the only thing that doesn't move around on her. Even waterproof mascara would move around on her. So the, here's the, the inside scoop on a tubing mascara, what it does, instead of just being a formula that kind of coats the lashes with a liquid that would just dissolve with water, this is actually almost like a, um, a tube around each individual lash that does dissolve with water, but it kind of, instead of breaking down into like black watery 
makeup, it's little tiny mm-hmm. mascara balls yes. that you just kind of gently can pull off your lashes and they just go down the drain and God knows what happens after that. I hope they're safe for yeah. the oceans yeah, or, right. or whatever. Um, but they um, are very, it's nice and long wearing um, because the tubes don't break down with oil and most of the time oil removes makeup and mm-hmm. so people who are very oily eyed will usually reach for a waterproof mascara and I'm saying, hey, try a tubing mascara because it's a lot gentler on your lashes. Not only are we um, a lot harder on our lashes when we're trying to take waterproof mascara off because it's impossible to take off because oh. it does its job, but mascara, waterproof mascara formula in and of itself, it is more drying. It's a harsher formula. So if you wear it every day, it's going to dry out your lashes longer than or more quickly than something that's not designed to be waterproof. So you're going to be gentler on your lashes as far as removing using a tubing mascara, but it is going to be gentler on your lashes just as far as the formula being less drying, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. So that's that's very popular. Right. Um, and there's a lot of brands who have their own version of a tubing mascara. Um, Kevin Aquan, um, who is a makeup um, trailblazer uh, from, you know, back in the 80s, he did, I mean, just all the supermodels back in the day, he has a tubing formula. And frankly, he's been dead for a very long time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, tubing's been around a minute, but it's just becoming very popular now um, with, I guess, with Instagram. I don't know. Sure. But a lot of people have heard of that, that Thrive Cosmetics. And I love it. I use it. Um, I have it in my kit and it comes off nice and easy. At first, it did kind of weird me out because um, it's kind of weird to have mm-hmm. little pieces of mascara in your hand yes. versus just like dark water when you're washing your face, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I do a mixture, and one of them is the tubul- mm-hmm. tubular, is what she calls it, yep. but um, then I add another volume. volume. Oh, a layer? I love it. I'm a layer girl. Yeah. But it doesn't come off that easily, okay. so yeah, so I it's, it's like a, you know, it is a, it's a fine, and I have very, very sensitive eyes, yes. so I have to be careful of what I put, but the 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 cellular say it again the my, one i think it's my cellar it might okay. be me cellar i think yes. it's french okay Ooh, <laughs> la la. i know but i do love that different ones of course carrie is always so fabulous to i'm like golly this is i love this lip balm but it's 75 dollars and she just looks at me like i have 10 heads but i mean and i've tried yours you you know (laughs) i'm sorry you You should i know i know they sold me quickly (laughs) or i saw a video or something but um talk about the price of makeup so um i do believe i do believe in in a grand sweeping statement that you do get what you pay for however there are some great drugstore finds um and there are some great um not higher end companies but i want you to consider if you're just looking at things that are expensive a lot of what you're paying for could be packaging um it could be um marketing marketing it's not just oh these are um you know top tier ingredients Mm -hmm. it's a lot of you know the name the how they're getting it out there um how much is the jar it's in the beautiful jar right you know i worked for mac for several years and the the way that they were able to keep their prices low for a a good point in time is that their packaging was always very standard um they didn't spend a lot of money on marketing um and that was something that they really prided themselves on now where they are now i can't speak to that but um if it really is you know quality skincare ingredients doesn't need to be three hundred dollars should it be five dollars maybe not but there are some really great things in the middle Mm -hmm. that have 
good quality ingredients that aren't going to break the bank and that will um, be worth what you're spending. So, I mean, in my kit, I try not to have a lot of quote unquote drugstore things just because I am a professional and I want to have things that you do not have access to, frankly, one, because they work better, two, because you're coming to see me for a reason. Exactly. Um, But I do, I do have, um, I have a uh, Maybelline Voluminous mascara in my kit. I love that cheap old mascara. I don't think it's more than $12 and that's, that's in my kit. Um, What else? Maybelline does, does a lip stain too that's just okay it will never come off <laughs> so I hope you like it it's gonna be there <laughs> I hope it's the right color <laughs> I'm telling you um, I I've, got, I've got like some cheapy lip liners too like some right. NYX NYX that brand I've got yes. some cheapies of those okay you know so I kind of like to dabble I mm-hmm. think having a, a, a nice balance of some high-end things and some well, not lower end things. That's terrible. But you know, affordably priced. I hate that word, affordably priced. Right. Um, fairly priced. I don't right. Know. Um, you don't always have to break the bank on everything, but there are some sometimes when higher quality ingredients will perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, just be, just just because, because. Yeah. there's they put more time and energy yeah. Research in it and, into the ingredients and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I'll get a I'll get a a, a new or something and have paid a little bit for it. And yeah. I'm like, if you just put it in a crappy box, I've been much happier. Oh my gosh. It's the, the <laughs> packaging when there's like this gold gilded <laughs> lid and you're like okay well we could knock a hundred dollars off this <laughs> i know i know so carrie you have a studio i sure do in fort worth lovely studio yes, and um the lights are fabulous of course but do you do you mind going to people's homes? I mean, I mean, you you do both. I do. I, I can and I will. Um, just because that's the nature of the beast. Um, I have a studio that I love and I I pay very good money to be there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, but I I will of course leave the studio, especially to accommodate large groups. Mm-hmm. I'll be at your house next week for weddings. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. And um, so yeah, large groups, weddings, absolutely. I'm definitely down um, to travel for that. Um, when it's one person, it will cost you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I do that pretty regularly. Actually, um, uh, quite a bit of um, some of like the weekday work that I do would be like newborn or maternity shoots. Wow. And sometimes these women with brand new babies or who are very pregnant, they don't want to kind of schlep around in the car. Yeah. Um, and so I will go to them and it costs more than coming to see me in studio, but it's that convenience sure. of you not having to worry about leaving your house, you know? Right. So as long as it's um, worth my time and then I can make that time work in whatever time space you have for me mm-hmm. i am happy to travel to you right. absolutely that's great you've been to both my home to the studio yeah. and i've been to your studio yeah. and i mean they're all fabulous of course <laughs> because we've done different things she actually was on our promo video podcast promo video a couple of years ago yeah. and then uh we've done there's so many things together of course and just adore you you're you made me look so fabulous always so easy fa- canvas you're the best oh. canvas you're sweet. You're sweet. Easy. Y'all, you have to go and follow Carrie because she, um, you know, you've, but Carrie does makeup is her website as well as her Instagram. But on your Instagram, I love it. No pressure here, sister. <laughs> but um, Tuesday tips are phenomenal. Um, just, just for example, I just, great, I'm talking to you today, just threw out probably eight bottles of sunscreen yep. that was slightly expired. Mm-hmm. And your tip says what? I had a tip this past summer that was um, the the active ingredient zinc oxide um, does not expire. So even if um, your sunscreen says it's expired, it may not 
be now we're rolling the dice here you know with sunscreen sure. in texas uh, but uh, yes sunscreen's expensive oh. so if you're you know if it's just a month or two or three <laughs> um and you know that zinc oxide is the active ingredient which is different from like a chemical sunscreen mm -hmm. chemical sunscreens are a whole different kind of makeup if you will ha 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 there's a pun in there um but uh, uh physical sunscreen zinc oxide is actually physical sunscreen so that active ingredient never expires so if that's what's in your sunscreen you can go a little longer without tossing that bottle away so good that's a know. good yeah it's good to know especially in texas when we need to wear sunscreen more often than not okay so tell me is sunscreen in your makeup enough ma'am <laughs> Oh, I'm going to break your heart because the answer is no. I it's know not. that. I knew that. I had that. a Tuesday tip. It might have, you'd have to scroll back a couple years, but it was something to the effect of, and I, I did multiple like cross-referencing on the internet mm -hmm. for this. So it's something like you'd have to put 17 layers of SPF powder on to equal just sunscreen in the bottle. Mm. So yes, sunscreen, uh, makeup that has sunscreen, it's not going to not hurt you, right. but you do need additional sunscreen right. always. It's not enough. Um, and frankly, most people don't know that you should be reapplying sunscreen every two hours. Lord have so mercy. just because you put on an SPF in the morning, maybe you should throw that SPF powder in your bag and that's your touch up. That's mm -hmm. your sunscreen throughout the day because it's, I mean, we're just cooking in oh, Texas. Oh, we are cooking, y'all. We are cooking. It's but actually yeah. freezing here today with a nice... <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm lovely. <laughs> what is it, 68 degrees and I'm freezing my ass off? <laughs> if you go in, into Carrie's studio, you will be in a refrigerator. She you loves will. it cold, yes, cold, sorry. cold. Bring, I bring her own blanket, BYOB. <laughs> <laughs> another Tuesday tip, and I could talk to you, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about, but another Tuesday tip is um, for sure, wash twice your face yes, at night i know i have all these tips that nobody wants to hear because it's I stuff know, that we're not doing but we need but to do yes it. it is best to actually wash your face twice you're going to get the best results from your skincare that i'm sure you're spending a, a decent amount of money on by washing your face twice and what i mean by this is Think about, okay, this is the best analogy for like a dry shampoo girl, very similar to what I said about the brushes. Yes. If you wash your hair once, it's basically just getting out styling products and dry shampoo. It's not actually cleaning and treating your hair. Wow. It's just getting the crap out, you know? Mm -hmm. So your first cleanse on your face is just getting your makeup off. It's mm -hmm. not actually treating and cleansing the face. So do you have to technically wash your face twice? No, but I would love for you to maybe take a wipe or my, some micellar water or something to remove your makeup first and then actually cleanse your skin. And that's when your skin will actually be treated and accepting those skincare ingredients in that face wash than just that face wash taking off the makeup. Does that make oh sense? Oh my gosh, you're giving us so much. You're yeah. all welcome, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> I know nobody wants to wash their face twice. Get it, we, we just want to get in bed. I, I know, yes. I know. But your skincare will work better. It can penetrate the skin more deeply if all that makeup is gone and you're just washing a clean face. Right. Yeah. Well, this is your Tuesday tips. They are phenomenal. <laughs> I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and getting more content for yep. sure. And I appreciate you doing it because that's extra. You're an artist. The last thing you want to do is social media. I, I don't have the kind of brain that loves to 
host. Um, I Me do, neither. I, I do it um, <laughs> because it's, you know, it's free advertising. Gosh, it'd oh. be stupid to not, but I don't have the kind of brain that loves Instagram. Right. Um, I recently said to a friend of mine, um, because it's busy season right now for me, I said, yeah, if you don't see me on Instagram for a couple days, it's, I'm just trying to manage my anxiety just by staying <laughs> away from my phone. <laughs> I know. And I'm sure I should be. I have all this content in busy season where I could just be posting and posting. And I'm like, no, I'd really rather just have some peace. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. Well, it has been, of course, I told y'all we're going to laugh. Yes. But you we've learned so much from you Good. and I'm not even finished. I'm going to get you to come back because we're going to talk about Catholic guilt. Oh my gosh, all the Catholic. <laughs> if you have any religious trauma, come sit next to me. I yeah. have it all. <laughs> we heard it all. We're going to do that show. We're <laughs> For sure, everyone. I know that song. I know, exactly, exactly. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And I'll see you next week for sure. Oh, and yeah. Y'all, you've got to watch this on YouTube. I mean, she's beautiful. She's fabulous. And what a jewel she is. So everyone follow along. Carrie does makeup. And uh, follow along with me, Tiffany C. Blackman, on all my platforms. And y'all have a great day. And keep being fabulous. <laughs> <laughs>